You're tuning into Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. You're a, you're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Spectre Radio. I'm not going to hurt you, I promise. I don't have any spoilers on me. Okay, I'll take that back. I don't have any spoilers currently in my hands. That's a lie also. Thank you, Yelena, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past has caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. Things have gotten more complicated. Oh my god, you're Archer. Hawkeye. Clint. It's a branding issue, I'm telling you. Yeah, sure. All righty. Welcome back, guys, to Spectre Radio. <laughs> Is there no segue for that? We just... I, I, I couldn't really think of a good segue. Um, awkward transition. but we'll I, I mean, it's an awkward transition, but I'm pretty sure I hammered away pretty well. Uh, I think you could have got it. I think podcast. you could have got it and been like, and no better branding than our podcast. Uh-huh. Andrew, you had the opportunity. Okay, I had the opportunity, and no better branding than our (laughs) podcast. A day late. That was also poor, poor transition on my part. I'm very tired. Um, So, again, I believe we hammered away that we are doing the Hawkeye Disney Plus series uh, this this week on Spectre Radio. We're so excited to review it. um, You know, this holiday season. (laughs) <laughs> so, happy new year yeah happy yeah, freaking new year guys happy freaking new year wow. halfway through january listen we are if anything this is the most hispanic thing you guys have ever done is celebrate the holidays into january because that's what we do in hispanic culture i am not ashamed to admit my christmas tree is still up in my living room 
Is it? No, really? honestly, that's yeah, something yeah. that I think like I'm still um, enjoying it. Quite there honestly. are many things about the <laughs> Latino Latina culture that Americans could afford to adopt. Um, siestas are one. Siestas <laughs> are another. And extended holidays. Uh, personally, like yeah. uh, what is three, that? We three, the Three Kings Day. Or three whatever? Kings Day was literally like a week and a half ago, and I did. I think my, we should I adopt Boxing Day again. from the Brits. So there we there go. go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all right we are going to move Whatever on to means. the uh the series recap <laughs> and Alyssa is gonna take it away for us so Alyssa, please and thank you hawkeye in new york city one year after the events of avengers endgame 22 year old archery and martial arts expert kate bishop inadvertently puts a target on her back when she stumbles upon the ronin suit she puts on the suit to conceal her identity while fighting off mafia thugs. Clint Barton, in New York with his kids celebrating the Christmas season, sees the news reports of the Ronin re-emerging. Determined to bury his past so it can't come back to hurt his family, he sends his kids back home and reluctantly teams up with the young archer. A tracksuit mafia comes after the Ronin who they think is Kate, because a few years prior, the Ronin killed many of them, including their leader, Maya's father. Discovering a connection between the Mafia and Kate's own family, things get much more complicated as that member of her family hires a Black Widow assassin to kill Clint. Yelena Belova, who believes Clint killed her sister, Natasha. Their conflict comes to a head as an unexpected villain comes into the fold and into the canon. Can Clint and Kate get past their differences and work together to bring Yelena to their side? Or will Kingpin and the tracksuits kill them all? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, I know that wasn't the uh, easy, easiest one to read, especially because you're uh, still recovering from COVID and you were, yeah. she, you were, foggy, she was really dizzy this week. So. Foggy brain. <laughs> I, I did think it was pretty clever with the whole bring it into the fold and into the canon. I was da, like, da, da. Yeah, I, yeah, I like the I, canon. I, I did like, a little hey. evil giggle when I wrote that. Nice. Yeah, nice. That's very nice. Anyway, seg waiting, seg whatever. <laughs> we're all foggy. Oh, we're all word yeah. twisted. This is what happens when you take a month off of podcasting. You lose it took like a week and a half of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure it was like two weeks. It was like closer to three, but yeah. No. yeah. Or Spider Man. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. moving on to our first topic of. Behind the bow. That's how creative we are. Like over here. Christmas, but also <laughs> the <archery>. purple pants. <laughs> the purple pants. Listen, it has We've a had... double meaning. Yes. You're welcome. So before recording, um, uh, Alyssa, do you want to share with the group what you had for dinner tonight? Yeah, that's part of my um, list here. Let me scroll down. So I had um, box macaroni and cheese with sriracha with oh. hot sauce. <laughs> My mouth is still on fire. I drank so much Gatorade. <laughs> is that the, the kind of bu- is that the kind of sauce that she put on there, or are you just guessing? It's that? sriracha. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's a sriracha bottle. Okay. And I only have that because of Alex. He's obsessed with spicy food and sriracha specifically. So I had some in my pantry and was like, oh, I can recreate it. And so in that- the show, she actually had hot sauce and like used a lot and multiple, used a lot. multiple you how much i used which was not much at all and my mouth was on fire did you know that scene was also mostly um improvised yes only because i just read it <laughs> did you know I did, that i didn't know but i can kind of tell did you know that the macaroni was actually a callback to the black widow movie when young yelena 
is coming home in the twilight hour for dinner and says to her mom that she wants mac and cheese for dinner before like alexi came oh, home. Oh, I didn't, I yeah. didn't that. she's like i love mac and cheese it's my favorite <laughs> that's cute and here she is like 20 years later being like box mac and cheese is the best and i have that in common i have to agree it's fantastic so I hope you don't know this one. So this is going to be my only trivia question. So Haley Steinfeld may be the only woman to play multiple superheroes within the same oh. universe. Ooh. Apart Gwen from Stacy. God oh, damn it. <laughs> you didn't even finish the question. I Andrew. know. I, so, I wouldn't have known that. Can you please ask the full question I'm for sorry. those of us that so, don't Haley have Steinfeld, a big brain? Maybe the only woman to play multiple superheroes within the same universe. Apart from Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, what is the other feature? So it is uh, Gwen and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Oh, she was the voice of Gwen. So technically, if you if you go that route, then um, Catherine Hahn has played two supervillains because she was all she also voiced oh, into yes. the Spider-Verse. Right? Yes, that's right. Oh, so I, they I might be the somewhere. only two to do that. That which is really cool. Badass. Well, this this um, was multiple superheroes. There, there might have been another super villain. Gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. Backtracking and, really quick for sure. the macaroni before <laughs> we. I just want to piggyback off your now. your. <laughs> I want to piggyback off your improv thing. So the one one of the lines that um, Florence Pugh uh, <laughs> ad libbed was about the one fork. She was like, "Kate, do you have one fork?" And Kate goes, I'm one person. So she yeah. it, she ad-libbed right back to her. That's Those good. were both pieces of improv dialogue. And I thought they were both genius. I absolutely <laughs> love that scene. I rewound it like four times. It's so fun to watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm actually going to want to watch it again after this. And my, my final one is actually unique to us in the Orlando area. Um, but Enrique, he was one of the tracksuit villains. Bro. He's, a, he's actually an Orlando on Orlando radio DJ. What? Yep, Carlos Navarro. He's on the Monster Morning on 1041. What? No, no, I mean like I didn't mean which radio oh, station, Enrique. but all... Enrique, he's he's bold, he's got kind of like the facial chin strap, he wears a lot of gold jewelry. He's not the one who asks for dating advice, is he? I think no. he is. Oh, okay. No, he's not. No, 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 no. He wasn't? No, Aww. well, no, the, it's not the, it's not the was... darker hair guy either, the taller guy. No, he's got he's got no hair. No, the okay. The advice wasn't he asking about the Imagine Dragons concert? Oh, oh yeah, 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 that's right. That's him. That's that was, cool. No, 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 different guy. Uh, I'm not sorry. Yeah. I thought oh that was one that, yeah, that you I'm gonna, I, to. I'm gonna IMDb this later. Jeez. Um, but I'll do it later. But that's man, that's really cool. Oh my um, god, that's so funny. I just have the one. Um, so, um, <laughs> Vin- Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, when he, um, at, at what? You're giving me this weird look. <laughs> I'm like, am I supposed to know who that is? Uh, Kingpin. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, I, okay. So uh, the sorry. actor who portrays Kingpin, Vincent Thank D'Onofrio. It's okay. <laughs> like, I'm just being silly. Um, like you he, said it like it was Brad Pitt. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I had, am I supposed to recognize the name? I'm sorry. Uh, Men in Black 1, uh, Jurassic World 2. He was, he was uh, Edgar. I didn't know that. Mm, interesting. The uh, the giant alien went in his like used his skin to walk around. Yeah, dude, that guy oh, has range. I, see, I saw that the other day, and I didn't know that was him. I had no idea that was him. Your boy has range. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. He was that. He was uh, on Law and Order. But he was I didn't that hunter the in name. Jurassic World Two. Anyway, sorry. Um, the one that I we didn't like who got eaten. Fact. That's okay. Um, so <laughs> after Vincent D'Onofrio, 
um, shot his scenes and it, it came out, um, he called Charlie Cox, who, who plays Daredevil. They were in the same show together, the Daredevil series, because um, he was the main bad guy in that show. And they literally nerded out for two hours because because Charlie right. Cox is famous, one, for being Daredevil, but two, for recently doing his cameo in the Spider-Man movie. So they, he said, yeah, of course we called each other. Not only were we coworkers and friends, but we're also nerds. I was like, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's right there. cute. That's yeah. very cute. Okay. Well, you know, I had to come in with the musical knowledge because yeah. we are, we are in New York city and there is a lot of Broadway talent that they utilize for this um, mm-hmm. show. I probably didn't list all of them, but just, um, the musical itself, we could start there. Obviously, we got Rogers the Musical, written by <laughs> Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, very famous Broadway influences. That's um, probably why I've never heard of them. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're on opposite sides today. Like, I'm not recognizing anything you're saying. You have no idea what I'm saying. Great. Um, so I'm learning I'm guessing, a lot. <laughs> I'm guessing you have no idea, like, one of their most popular musicals that they worked on together that was, like, set in the 60s. No. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You give me another hairspray. It's hairspray. Oh, oh, okay. Yep, hairspray and um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is newer. Mm -hmm. Um, That musical was like just a couple years ago that it came out. And um, leading the musical was Tony nominated actor Adam Pascal of notable Broadway fame. Anybody know what? movies or rent shows yeah he was roger and rent i really gotta watch rent oh my gosh yes you do i have two (laughs) copies on dvd would you like the live taped version or would you like the movie version i have both (laughs) i I, sounds like well because my cousins have been trying to get me to watch it for a while so i should probably watch both well don't feel bad the first time i saw that was in high school so i was like a junior or senior in high school and still never seen rent um, he was also Rodimus in Aida, which I love. And he played William Shakespeare in the show called Something Rotten, which I love. And we got another musical theater cameo uh, with Kate Bishop's dad, Brian Darkey James. He was also in the show Something Rotten. And he was uh, in two other shows that you might know. Uh, Can I get a hint? Wyatt, it's a show that you like that is, was recently on Disney+. Plus. Can a I musical, get a, mu- was a musical it is a musical that is on Hamilton? Disney Plus. Yes. Do you know who he played in Hamilton? No. <laughs> He's white. Who did he play in Hamilton? It's very easy. There's one white guy. In- George Washington. No, there's King one George? white guy. Yes, King George. Uh, how did oh, I know yeah. that? How did I know that? I've seen twenty Voices seconds of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he played King George in Hamilton, and um, he Wait, that's was... not on Netflix anymore? I mean, no, not it, Netflix, it, Disney Plus? No, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. I've worded it wrong. Foggy okay. over here, sorry. You're doing um, great. I'm not. <laughs> but, I think you are. I think she's um... doing great. Doesn't, isn't she doing great, fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he was also Shrek in Shrek the Musical, which is on Netflix, oh, so cool. you can watch that. And he does a really good Shrek impression. He sounds just like him. It's scary. I'm going to derail this for a second. Speaking of Shrek, did you hear that the Shrek 4D is now under construction at um, I heard Universal? It, I heard it's going away. No, like, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. going away. And the 
um, images that were outside the the wall that like they put up when they take stuff down were minions. I'm like, don't they already have a minions ride? Oh, I, that's what well, I heard on the radio. That might just be branding. I don't know if that yeah, means that the just... attraction's going to be Did, minions. I mean, but... I I thought the Shrek ride was fine. Yeah, but I mean, Shrek is over 20 years old. It's it's not current anymore. You know? Yeah, what I mean, I mean they so took out the they took out Jumpers. Transformers is over yeah, 20 years old. Well, the, but the, the last new, movies came yeah, out recently. The last movies were pretty uh, recent. Shrek's a classic. I mean, it is. Yeah. And there's but nothing the, I mean, wrong with so it. They're not Jaws, taking them out of the out. park. You can still do a meet and greet with Shrek and Donkey. But... <laughs> the mummy is still there. I mean, for crying out loud. Well, that's... that's well, they had a terrible there. remake recently. Um, yeah. We got a big rabbit hole wow, on that sorry. one. My goodness. That's, <laughs> that's okay. my bad. So let's... We'll get back on track with the musical. So anyway... Simon Callow was also in this show who played Armand the uh, third, if you remember. And um, he, I'll give you one more trivia on musical and then we'll move on. Um, he was in a live action Disney musical that is on Disney plus that you can watch. Any guess what musical he was in? Live action Disney musical. That's on Disney. Is it new? Uh, ish. It came out. Oh gosh, I don't know. A what's while the, ago. What's the? It's uh, one the of the plot. princess movies. Na, 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 na. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh wow. wow. Okay. Good for you. That was a good earworm. <laughs> <laughs> and like off key. Uh, do you know who he played in Beauty and the Beast? Um, Cogsworth. <laughs> he was Lumiere. Oh, I was oh. close. Best friends. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not, pretty sure. Not, yeah, for not. I'm pretty sure these. that is right. And now I'm second guessing myself and gonna go to an internet search, but I'm pretty sure that's the fogginess coming out. So let's I'm go sure right. to one other musical thing. Um wow, we're learning so, so much. This is great. Okay, no, this is more Marvel. Okay. So we get the Rogers the musical thing, and we there's a scene a couple scenes later or in the, a different episode where Clint's like. Ant-Man wasn't even at the Battle of New York, but he really was. Remember? Andrew's like, technically, Wyatt's like, I don't remember that. So when they did the time heist, Ant-Man was there and Clint didn't know that. And Clint didn't know that because he was on Vormir. Uh I mean, they should have told everybody where they were going. So I, I think he's like talking about he wasn't there the first time. Was going. Yeah. So I think he meant like he wasn't there the first time. He didn't help us fight. I think is more what he meant. Yeah. Um, and I think more because like he got screen time in the show and <laughs> Clint got nothing. He's a nice guy or whatever they said about him. Uh, <laughs> that crap was so funny. Yeah. Also, now I'm like, I don't think Simon Callow was in. Oh. That movie, well, I'm completely wrong. Awkward. I don't think so that's fun. He's, he's Listen. not an, an actor. What? Simon Cowell? No. Simon Cowell. Cowell. Oh, not I Cowell. Like, he's the, British. Cowell. like the C A L L O. So is Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell is also British. You're not helping. So, oh, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so, I, to be fair, I that's never I would have been able about. to find out if if you were wrong. So I knew that you were not talking about. <laughs> I Simon care Cowell. about being wrong. I I understand. And that. now I'm I want to know who it is. I want a name. It's you guys. I'm an idiot. I knew who it was. Who is it? You know who it is. I I don't You're know anything. So upset. It's a Star Wars actor. Oh my God! I which think one? Who it is? Hold on. 
Hold on, hold on. Armand the third, the old guy you're talking oh, no, about. No, no, hold on. Oh, I'm so scared. I don't know. What's I'm happening? So, I'm scared. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. You're, you're foggy. You're sick. It's it's you and McGregor with Lumiere. No, oh. not Simon Cowell. Why did oh, I oh, say oh. that? I thought I didn't know you were talking about the Beauty and the Beast movie. Yes, I thought you were talking yes. about some no, like. No, no, oh, no. I knew that. Yeah, I he, um, a lot of people gave him. Crap There's for a picture his of him on his. There's um, no the, way. There's, there's no, no way. It, yes, it is. It absolutely is. him. It's absolutely I knew that, him. I knew this before the movie came out. He got a lot of criticism for having a, a quote unquote terrible French accent, but he can terrible. actually <laughs> he can actually do a really good one. He's also married to someone who's French. The reason that his was terrible in the movie is because they were like, hey, uh, you're doing a good job, but we want your uh, accent to be without like the sound. He goes, you know, everything French has that sound, right? He's like, so I ended up sounding Mexican. Blue. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I ended up sounding Mexican when like, cause I heard oh him do gosh. a good French accent. I'm like, also, where was that? For you other fans of uh, fantasy, um, Simon Callow was also in The Witcher. And I figured out that he was Armand without the help of the internet. That was pre-COVID and I was really happy about it. So thank you so much um, for that. But so yeah. I'm on Hugh McGregor's IMDb page. Um, he's going to be the cricket in the new um, Pinocchio movie. That's oh awesome. God. He's the voice actor for that. Uh, uh, Wyatt, quick, who's he going to play in the upcoming Obi-Wan series? Uh, let me see here. C-3PO. R2. Oh my God. Okay, well, Darth forgive Vader? me for my my COVID fogginess brain oh over gosh. here. That was a big fat mistake. We're just going to leave it, it in. That was uh, on. Derailment um, if I've ever seen one. It so happens. yeah, wow. um, we'll 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 finish this with one little nice um thing about episode five when they're like walking off, um when Kate and Clint are holding on to the arrow that was actually a little Easter egg from the comics. There's like a little square in one of the comics where they do that, so it was like a specific call out to that. I'm not gonna lie, when I saw that, that happen, I'm done. like, is one of them blind? Like, are they trying to lead each other? No, it was just like a sweet <laughs> moment, like a almost like a father-daughter moment, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Like a teammate thing. Yeah. It was just like my partner. Like, yeah. It was cute. Like, it was, it cute. was cute. It was cute. All righty. Well, <laughs> finally moving on to our next what category of what if. This Good is what Lord. happens when we yeah, go three weeks right. without this a podcast. Is, this is what happens. We are out of practice, out of step. Uh, some of us are, Under are the weather. sick. It's great. You know? We're very, we're very happy that you know you're oh, relatively okay. But you, you have know, a please voice. get better. We're happy. Yes, <laughs> I have we a are. voice, but no brain cells. It's going great. <laughs> no, I had a, I had a joke about that, but we're just gonna. No, uh, please go it. ahead. Please. I was, I was about to say, how many? S- how many friends do I have that have a voice but no brain cells? <laughs> just kidding. I love everybody. I promise. Um. So mm. my what if actually piggybacks off um, one of Alyssa's um, behind the bows. So what <laughs> if we got an, a, a cameo of an Avenger? I'm talking like just a cameo, nothing longer than like five minutes. Ooh. So my my example was Ant-Man and like they bump into each other and they're like, oh, hey, we oh, got to go. Oh, and then oh. he's just like, he's like, wait a minute. It Why are you be, in the play? It has to be Doctor Strange because they're in New York. And I mean it genuinely this time. You know, I almost put that as a joke and I was just like, you know, She's like, I don't know how well. it has to be Doctor Strange or Spider-Man. It's like around the same time. Yes. Whereas Scott is in California. Um, yeah, literally. Well, like in the Spider-Man movie, remember, like we were talking about this yeah, in the last yeah. pod, but how they were like, oh, like 
oh, you got to take the Halloween decorations out down or whatever. And then when he he was swinging uh in the uh, what's it called? There's a poster the, for Rogers the Musical. Exactly. Well, well not even that, but well, yes, but when he uh, was in the the mirror dimension and he was like swinging through the mall, it was Christmas music. Oh, I missed that. So it's at least late November. It's around the same time. So yeah, like, so we're I in the same know. we're in the same thirty day time span. How did they miss each other with all that action? Who knows? But a lot of, New a lot York's of crap a big going on. city, I guess, in a way. And what Clint got home for Christmas, so maybe this was after which is that. which was not know. looking too likely at, at one point. Yeah, yikes. Multiple anyway, sorry. Points. So, <laughs> so no, my, you're, if, you're thinking maybe Ant Man, maybe someone no, else. Well, I mean, it doesn't matter who. I was going to give a for example, if he bumped into Scott. He's like, hey, you know, we got to go. We got to do this thing. Uh, and then Scott's like, oh, I got my thing. Oh, Scott, by the way, um, why does everybody think you were at the Battle of New York? <laughs> I got I got really nervous. This reporter ambushed me and I, I just didn't know what to say. Like, you know, something silly like that. I, I thought that like would be pretty It would cute. have to be not one of the primary ones, not one of the, the core six. The primary no, no. ones. So well, what do you mean? Like two of Steve them are and, dead. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, uh, one maybe dead the others one may be on the moon one is dead <laughs> yeah and he's part of it so the oh, oh and he's... so technically two are dead if you count actually Natasha, wait yeah also iron man so yeah two are dead one is maybe on the moon slash dead he's so one of them with... uh, so thor is off world and thor thor is off world with the guardians so i bet hulk that would help Bruce. him out you know they, they have a, they have a bond over nat <laughs> Oh, absolutely. They have a bond, so you know, they have maybe a bond, the purple but pants would show up. Like, well, you don't know. Yeah, but that would be overkill at that point. Like, they, they're not yeah, trying that's... to kill all these people. <laughs> I mean, smart like, Hulk. they could smart you... Hulk, smart Hulk. If you bring in the Hulk, it, that's going to take away from Clint's uh, movie. I'm not yeah. his, Was that the question? Series. <laughs> no, I know. Well, that's why I said literally a cameo <laughs> that doesn't last more than five minutes. So, like, they feasibly couldn't help each yeah. other out with oh, their situations like he needs to go get something and he's got just runs into somebody. some piece of yeah, news like, or a like, flash drive information and he's yeah got or, or even like if he bunks into the person and he's like hey could you help uh, i wish i could but we're we got oh our hands tied i know what if he has to go visit smart hulk so he can fix his hearing aids Ooh, that would be good. There you go. There's a little connection for you. That would be cool. He could probably do that or like. Even though that's not anywhere close to his study. Or... He's smart. I'm, he could I'm figure quite, it out. He he was halfway to figuring out time travel. I'm not going to put it past him. <laughs> yep. Well, we don't have Tony Stark for him to go visit. I mean, he could visit Peter Parker. Peter Parker could fix his hearing aids. Yeah, he probably could. Or any of the options? half of but the villains no that, that, that Spider-Man we're dealing with were pretty smart too. <laughs> True. So anyway, I mean that was mine. It was it was a it was a fun one to imagine. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I, I like fun. Um, <laughs> I like fun. Because <laughs> mine's not fun. Mine's a total thrill. Oh, here we go. Let me get the Kleenex. Yeah, my heart. So we obviously know why Cliff is. Who? Protecting Kate. Cliff? <laughs> Who's Cliff? Did I, did I say Cliff? <laughs> you said Cliff. Mr. Huxtable here. <laughs> uh, we obviously know why Clint is protecting Kate. But... No, correct. I was going to let why. it slide. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I definitely said it like four Came times like already as well. <laughs> I didn't catch the other ones. I didn't either. You're good. You're good, wow. bro. Keep going. So, we know why he's protecting Kate. You know, because of the the suit and everything. So, what mm-hmm. if 
I mean, New York City is a huge place. What if he never ran into her and never completed his his mission? Essentially. Oh come on, he's like a super spy. He's like like trained to track people and stuff. I I I thought he like yeah I thought he more tracked her down than than bumped into her. But for the sake of really easy, he's well. I mean, Brandon Brandon probably is really easy. Well, she's also Hawkeye. So well, he's she's very attentive also to details. a rich yeah. and famous person. So it'd probably yeah. be easier to find information on her than Joe Schmo in the telephone book. You know what I mean? Like in the white pages, she's rich and famous and her mom owns a security company. So like, obviously their information is probably, you know, not That's exactly right. secure, but well known in the community. So if he it's didn't all, complete his mission, then she like, would probably be dead. Like it not to gives me like vibes of other things. It'd I, be like gonna... trying to track down Paris Hilton. Like it would like just How go hard. on Instagram. Yeah, like, and see and see where she posted literally, story. You know what I mean? I'm, like that's kind of I'm not trying to take away from Kate's uh, abilities. I think she's a, a fantastic archer and um hand-to-hand combat fighter, but she's um, <laughs> Like essentially, like if he didn't like just like I'm not sure he could have done it all himself, like with Kingpin in charge. Like um, one Kingpin's body armor is like almost indestructible. And I think they're making him actually be more physically powerful in this show than he was in the daredevil show. So they, I think they, they needed each other in order for both of them to come out alive. So oh, no, that, that's crystal clear that they needed each other because when yeah. they were separated, everything went to crap. Yeah. So that was, so that well, no, to answer your question, if he never ran into her, I think she might be dead. And they thought, and then they would have thought that they mm. killed the Ronin, which is know. ridiculous. Do you think he would have dead. sacrificed going home for Christmas to, to continue searching for her? I mean, he literally pretty much did that the whole right, show. but that's because he was finding more and more evidence and more and more clues. That's true. Not, I think he not, means if he never ran into her, do you think right. and like he was still trying to find anything? I don't know. I maybe. mean, if it was to protect his identity and, and the like family, get rid yeah. of the Ronin and protect his wife. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we got yeah. the reveal about his wife being involved in the whole thing, by the way, at the end. Mm-hmm. It was her watch. With the watch. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that means like she at one point was an agent, I guess. Yeah. She, you that's didn't know cool. that? Yeah, that's her. That's her identity. I assumed, but I never knew, I should say. Well, I, I will. Didn't, I didn't but... know it. I googled it. Okay. Yeah, I got excited and I told Alex. I was like, "I know something you don't know. I know something you don't know." I Isn't this it. you? Literally, anytime y'all watch a, a movie, except point out. half the time, I don't have to Google things. And like, I watched Eternals today, and so did Alex. And we we're he called me, and I was like, "I have twenty minutes left. Don't say anything." And then he was like, <laughs> "The Silver Surfer makes a cameo," and I was like, "I hate you." And then I hung up the phone. Silver Surfer's not in the movie at all. Oh. Like, yeah, I, I knew that as soon as he said it. I'm like, shut up. You're ruining it. There are some other cameos, though, that are cool. Um, but I, there's a voice that speaks at the end that they don't tell you who it is. And immediately I Googled it and I figured out who it was. And I got really excited. And I told Alex. And he's like, wow, you got a real talent for these voices. Because normally I do. You know, I hear a voice and I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so from that actor from that movie. <clears throat> but I haven't time- met him, Wyatt. Is that really what he sounds like? How she imitates him? <laughs> uh, I'll let you be the decipherer of that no, one. No, no, I, I don't imitate okay. him very well. Oh, but okay. you know what uh, I'm sorry. saying. Yeah, <laughs> no, I do. 
<laughs> he's really hard to imitate. He's a Puerto Rican from New York, <laughs> but doesn't uh, I don't sound know like any it of at those. all. But doesn't sound like a New Yorkian at all. And he New hates Yorican. the term New Yorkian. So I'm sure. I had a friend who, uh, whenever he like with his Puerto Rican friends, if they didn't speak Spanish, he would call them Puerto Ricans. Puerto Ricans, I've heard of this. I think I feel it's like so Saudi, funny. I feel like Saudi. I, said I would never this to say that to somebody who's Puerto Rican as someone who me is not Puerto Rican. But if they <laughs> if if they say it to each other, I'm fine to laugh at it. Yeah, but. as a Puerto Rican, I I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um. Okay. So my what if is what if there was something like an Avengers Academy. Because the whole story for Kate was like she looked up to Hawkeye and she wanted to be him and she wanted to be a superhero and she wanted to help people. And like she didn't want to be this traditional cop or like firefighter or like paramedic, like she doctor, whatever teacher. She wanted to be an actual in a costume superhero the way that Hawkeye was. And there were no there's no means of doing that you know what i mean you can't go to school to like become an avenger and like you know some of it is predestined like this whole thing with like hulk and these other people that have Mm -hmm. these abilities like thor thrust upon them right and then you have people that are more like um you know black panther and captain america and black widow that are like kind of like super soldiers in their own way Mm -hmm. captain america obviously completely super soldier but um it's just interesting to kind of think about like what if there was a school like that that if every everyday people wanted to become an avenger <laughs> could like go the to the avengers campus. i was about to say it's so almost the, like that the x-men you know? but with no powers kind of thing yeah <laughs> so with, they right, do this no in the, they do this in the dc uh universe um so they have like the teen titans which is made up of people who either do or don't have powers. Like obviously any oh, Robin yes. is not going to have a power. Titan. That's right. And it wasn't and he then, the leader. Uh, yes. So, and like then that. they had a more recent show uh, animated that was young justice, um, which oh, is also on HBO you. max, which is very good. Um, but it's made up of a bunch of people who either do or don't have powers. And most of them are protégés of a superhero, but plenty of them aren't They're, You know, they were just found by these superheroes and it's like hey you need training um and we're gonna clear if you have parents we're gonna clear this with your parents um but Mm. we're gonna make sure that you know you're safe doing this like there's a safe way for you to train until you're ready to go out you know on your own when you're a little bit older or you know in a group so it would be really cool if they did that here and i think you know with all the young heroes that there are now they're probably gonna have to start like we've got peter parker i know he's a kid I, I know his abilities are very advanced but you know you've got Yelena you've got Kate and you've got you know She-Hulk coming out so um, did you uh read or see the humors about the young Avengers Mm-mm. no there's a theory going out that like Kevin Feige's working on a young Avengers series. oh you know what I did I saw a uh what's it called it was pictures of him and her Kevin Feige and uh Haley Steinfeld in an interview and she was asked about the young Avengers and she turns around to look at him to, to see like to non-verbally ask if she can answer that question. Uh-huh. And he just gives her this death stare. I have the picture on my I, phone. I, I just, I, I was, I saw I'll, that too. I'll, I'll put, I'll send it to Alyssa later when I find it and she can put it on our social media, but the crap was so funny. So 
he may, I, that's a very good point, Wyatt. I completely forgot about that. He very well might be. That'd be so, cool. I did not so, know that was a thing. So maybe that's, you know, they're, they're building up these character arcs to lend segueing into. Mm-hmm. That'd be really you know. cool. I would love for Yelena to get her own show. Not just because I it. think she's amazing and hot, but like because she's <laughs> awesome. You don't have to defend your like of a character just because they're sexy. That is a totally valid reason to like a character. I mean, I like her for many other reasons. I know that's what okay, I'm saying though. You okay, don't have to. You don't need to clarify. Is what I'm okay. saying. Like, I, sure. I think that's you can like her for whatever reason you want to like her and want her to have a show for whatever reason you want her to have a show. Hey, I'm all about it. All right. Well. I think we can move on to our next category. Is that safe to say? I'm just trying here with the fog to make it sure is. we're clear. Yes, that's that's <laughs> All right, so let's go to our next category of best and worst. So, um I definitely really enjoyed the show. I don't I don't know if it's really going to dethrone WandaVision for me. I don't think it will ever get there um because of how much I really enjoyed it on the initial watch and on the rewatch, but I definitely really enjoyed this show. I I really liked the holiday feel. It was really nice to watch this like during the holidays um, and like get all those little New York at Christmas moments I thought were really cute. Mm -hmm. But I think the action in this was great, especially for it being a TV series. Um, It was definitely the action was on par with um, Winter Soldier, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me. I thought it was really good. Like the car chase scene, it was so smart. How they did the camera angles and everything. I thought that was really good. I love the special arrows that they use in Rockefeller Center and like the toy store and all those like crazy theatrics they pulled with jumping out of the windows and zip lining and being in the giant tree and the little bird, the little owl and all that was really cool. Um, But I think the best of all those action sequences was experiencing the blip through Yelena's Mm. perspective, because I feel like it was so genius. It was very disorienting when you're watching it because you're like, what is happening? Like we are exposed to so much magic and other types of elements in the MCU that we don't question when things like that happen. We just want to know what it is. We don't question how can this happen? We're just like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. So I and think that's this is the this is the first time we've actually seen it from someone's no, perspective no, 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 no. of being blip, right? Well, we saw the blip in Wandavision when yeah. Monica was sleeping, so yes. it it wasn't as traumatic. Mm-hmm. It was it was definitely painful and full of grief in its own regard, and that was like the whole theme of Wandavision was grief, mm. but. You know, obviously for Monica, she's waking up. She was asleep when it happened. So for her, it's just like waking up to people screaming. So no time has passed for her at all. Whereas Yelena is awake and washing her hands in the sink and seeing the walls change color in front of her and the light fixtures change. And that was friggin' nuts. Like crazy, crazy things happening. Mm -hmm. And she comes out of the bathroom and her friend is there with a baby and she's like, pretty quickly figuring out that time has passed and immediately it's like, I need to talk to my sister and still. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. You know? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Inside joke for Andrew. No, she quickly realized time had passed when she saw an infant there that was not there before. Well, and I mean like the the kid was adopted, right? She adopted the baby. That Mm -hmm. was the irony. Well, yeah. 
but anyway, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't like that would happen in a day. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it takes yeah, some yeah. time even to adopt a kid. It might take longer yeah. than a traditional pregnancy. But anyway, so yeah, I just thought that was really smart. Um, you know, it, we, you know, part of me was like, oh, is this like a side effect of the gas or something? You know, they just gassed that girl. So like, is this a, a hallucin- hallucinogen kind of thing? You know, after we saw that whole film um, about Black Widow and like all of that stuff. But I think that was really smart the way that they did it. And it was definitely more traumatizing than Monica's situation, but equally <laughs> heartbreaking to experience that through both of them. So that was uh, definitely cool. And one of my behind the bows that I didn't mention was the set designers actually built the bathroom where she's blipped and then they physically redecorated it. So none of that was like CGI. They literally had the bathroom decorated, redecorated it, and then had to shoot the scene again in the decorated bathroom. And then they did all the special effects, obviously, with like the paint changing color. But they actually physically painted the room two different times. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, The depiction of like the deaf and hard hearing community, I thought that was really nice that they um, brought that into the fray and um, you know had a moment for diversity for not just a a traditional route and are including um, you know the deaf and hard of hearing yeah Yeah. exactly that was really cool Um, I thought that was great and like and she was missing a leg yes that's right yep and I thought that was really interesting um, especially well the reason I said mostly just the deaf and hard of hearing is because obviously Hawkeye and Maya, Mm -hmm. both Maya being deaf and Hawkeye, uh, you know, being deaf in one ear um, and wearing a hearing aid um, and his son, like learning sign language and stuff too. You know what I mean? So it just was really interesting from Maya's perspective to see how like Clint and all the people who love him and are around him are learning sign language because of someone they love needing sign language versus like Maya and her whole team, like none of them knew sign language. And the only person who, the only people who knew sign language, there were two was her best friend, Kazi and Kingpin. They were the only two that knew how to speak ASL at all. So I thought that was really interesting and a power dynamic considering she's supposed to be the leader and none of those people have learned it. I mean, I don't know how long she's been their leader, But really interesting that they don't even know how to say like, hello, or thank you. Like things that most people know how to say in sign language, just from like school or TV. It's funny. Uh, Every time, every time I see a movie or show that has uh, ASL in it, I'm like, I want to learn that. I got to learn that so badly. Yeah. And then just completely forget about it. Doesn't, doesn't Kelly, um, Andrew, doesn't Kelly know sign language or one of your cousins know it? Um, so Kelly, her older sister, Alyssa, and my, uh, other cousin, Allie, Allie's sister, uh, is autistic and she communicates through sign language, uh, as she doesn't, um, speak. She did when she was very young, she doesn't speak anymore. So they know a little bit of sign language. Allie knows a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I know about three letters, um, on a good day. And I know, uh, hey, her sign, I know you. Uh, I know her sign for cookie and French fries because uh, that's what she asks for all the time. Um, I love that. But yeah. <laughs> a cookie and French fries. I love it. Those are the two that's things she asks need. for the most. That's all you need. It's a balanced diet right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, that's my girl. <laughs> and I'll round out my best with saying the music. I really like the holiday music that they infused in like 
all of it, even like the transitional themes and everything. Then they use some like oh, actual Christmas yes. songs that were great. I have one of those <laughs> to talk about shortly. Did you uh, hear the song that was playing during the uh, car chase scene? The Father Christmas song? Father Christmas, give us your money. That one? No, no. Okay. When they're in the oh. old, that old um, um, New Yorker car, it's the uh, Transylvania Orchestra's Christmas mm. song. Was playing oh, okay, that one. As this is my house. At. I have to defend it. That song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the same one. Um, we also hear the Vormir theme like a few times throughout the show, including when Clint is like looking at that memorial plaque commemorating the Battle of New York when he's like talking to Nat. So I thought that was mm-hmm. really clever. And mm-hmm. it was very subtle. But like as soon as they played it, the couple times that they did, I caught it and was like, oh, my God, this is so cool and smart. And Alex was that. just like. Alex was like, how do you know that's what that is? And I'm like, how do you not? Like, I've seen that scene like 400 times. Like, <laughs> of course I know what that theme is. But anyway, so I thought that was great. So I guess we'll go around Andrew style and round out our best. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Um, <laughs> I like how the tracksuit guys are basically minions. <laughs> Beto, Beto. I like, how have... they're, I like how they're two men in a truck, but the mafia. Go ahead. <laughs> right. they Trust have no- the bro, even though we are in mafia. Trust the bro. I do. And they that. make up like four different ethnicities. Yeah. That- They're a very inclusive mafia. <laughs> um, I agree with Alyssa with um Elena's blip scene was very mm. cool to watch and yes. really take in because we're we're sitting there thinking, okay, what the heck is going on? Just like she's thinking the same thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. we realized almost the same time what what happened Um, yeah alex uh watched it for the first time with me and i was watching it the second time and he was like super confused just like i was and was like what was that what was that and i was like that was the blip and he's like no way and then we rewound it and he watched it again (laughs) he he didn't know what it was either it was extraordinarily well done it was great the uh, continuous like single shot during the car scene, like when they get into it at first, and then it's probably it seems like forever, but it's probably only like forty five seconds of just one shot. But there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. I definitely give props to everybody from the cameraman yeah. to actors to pyrotechnics. That's a lot to have to reshoot if you have to go back yeah, and do it. Seriously, a lot. If you like scenes done in one shot, Daredevil does a lot of scenes in one shot, and it's like a lot of complex stuff. Um, and my final one, um, did anybody know what um, Clint's coffee mug said when they're drinking the <laughs> I daiquiris? Saw it. I saw it. I forget. It. I forget. It says Thanos was right. Thanos was right. <laughs> like it did on the urinal. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone needs to get me that coffee mug, please. <laughs> Mr. Uh, there's too many uh, people on this earth. We need a new plague. So, you know what's funny? So I looked up my Facebook <laughs> memories and that was, I posted that in 2017. I was tempted to repost it. Be like, did well, not that, age well. that didn't age well. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did not age well. But no, I've got, I've got friends on my list who lost parents and everything. So I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do that. Mm, yeah. uh, um, so <laughs> a lot of. Nervously. Yeah. A lot of uh, my favorite stuff you guys are already said. Um, I was definitely sure Alyssa was going to talk about the, the Yelena blip scene. Um, I really liked how that was done. Um. One of these songs uh, that played, I thought it was during the car, chain, the car chase scene. See, there's my fumbling with words. <laughs> um, was the song Father Christmas. It's by uh, the Kinks. I got you. 
I think it's by the Kinks. I believe it's an Irish band. The Kinks, it's, you're right. It's about a guy <laughs> who dresses up as uh, Santa who stands outside like, you know, he's basically doing the Salvation Army kind of thing, like, you know, collecting money for charity or whatever. And these kids rob him. Um, and it's it's somewhat of a violent we'll song. We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over. We want we'll, your beard. We'll beat you up if bread. you don't <laughs> hand it over. Give we us your bread. Your bread. We don't make, you us, don't make annoyed. us annoyed. Give, Give us all, all the toys, toys to, you to little the little rich, rich boys. boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a hit. Uncle Ron and I listen to that wow, song that and another ear salad right there. We don't want a jigsaw <laughs> or Monopoly money. We want the real McCoy. I'm dead. We listen to that and another more authentic Irish uh, Christmas song every Christmas and we laugh about it. But so I, I was like, I texted Uncle Ron and I was like, did you watch Hawkeye? Did you hear the song that was on today? <laughs> So that was um, that was really cool. Um, I so I really liked um, Kate like just being inspired during the Battle of New York when she like just sees Hawkeye, someone with no superpowers, and like just gets inspired because like whenever people ask me who like my favorite superhero is, and most of the time they're non-powered people. And like, like people like never understand why, like, oh, it's such a lame answer. But then like, yeah, they fully buy her answer on the show. I'm like, okay, I've been fighting this battle well, for a decade. It is the but sure. show. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, okay, uh, all of a sudden her answer, which is my answer is all of a sudden valid. Like I, 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 I don't understand. It's right. someone who has no powers who still suits up knowing they could get killed very easily and yeah. has to potentially train harder just to keep up with superpowered people. It's mm-hmm. it's a will thing. So I really liked that. Um, Yelena stole the show, period, end of story. Um, it was already pretty good. <laughs> and like, like, I it don't just make got the better. rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I barely follow them is what I usually say. Um, um, and then we got Kingpin, which was freaking awesome. Um, so hopefully we get the Daredevil show back. I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Um, knock on wood. So... <laughs> All the all the trick arrows we got, which I think we talked about, and uh, the fact that we ended up liking Jack at the end when he wasn't the I bad know! guy. I know. I have that as my worst. I I had a feeling that like they were gonna. I was like, I'm like, maybe it's the mom. I'm like, I don't know why I was getting the vibe because I thought it was Jack, and then all of a sudden uh, I'm like, yeah. Wait. <laughs> I think possibly my favorite line in the whole show, not by Yelena is when he's arguing with his cousin who's like 14 years old or 12 years old and he's just like i want the wine collection he goes you're not even old enough to appreciate it and he's just like do you remember when you wet the bed at the chateau because i remember it (laughs) just it was just like a jerk to the little kid i was just like i'm totally here for it because someone needs to punch that kid in the face um (laughs) someone related to that kid needs to punch him in the face um that's how you really feel (laughs) I just did. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there was, there was a lot to like about this show. Um, I, I liked Maya's character because um, she has not one, but two disadvantages and she's still ridiculously badass and she's determined and driven. So there was, there was a lot to like about the show. I'll just, uh, mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. I agree. Well, um, yep. You kind of, started my worst with the stepdad thing that that was one of my worst was like the stepdad trope that like he actually turned out to be the good guy and he had that like evil guy mustache 
I don't know. I just feel like they could have done a little more with that character. I know they were, now we see they were doing a little act of misdirection. A red herring. Try to, yes, a red herring, as you said. So, yeah. I don't know. Didn't didn't love the whole, like, fencing fight and the, yeah. I thought that like, was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it was just, but, like, you know. a bit much, but. I think that's what he's supposed to do. I guess that's how comics. rich people fight. I don't know. I'm not I, I think they were person, trying to so. do like a, a, a nod to the comics, but they could have possibly done yeah. it in a non-ridiculous way, like maybe at a fencing club. <laughs> right. <laughs> My dad always says like, I wonder what the poor people are doing. And then as kids, we would always say whatever we were doing. Like, oh, I don't know, dad, having breakfast at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> We'd say whatever activity we were doing. And now Alex has caught on and he's like, oh, I wonder what the poor people are doing. I'm like, Haha, watching Netflix and eating microwave popcorn. Yeah. We're poor. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's what we joke about, but not fencing. Um, as much as I really loved Yelena in the series, I think Uh-oh. her entrance could have been better. I don't know really? how. I don't I don't really have an idea on how, but I feel like it was kind of just like tossed in there. You know what I mean? Like it just became this fight scene instantly, and it was just like, uh. I think they wanted it to be as much of a surprise as possible. Yeah, and um, they kept saying it, they were like building up to it, and I forgot mm-hmm. she was going to be in it. So like, mm-hmm. I was genuinely surprised, but at the same time, like I said, you you knew it was coming. So I don't know. I feel like it could have been a little bit better, but I did, I did really enjoy like the ending of that scene, how she like is so slick and just kind of like escapes, and the whole thing of her trying to kill Clint. Like I just. At first, I thought she was a hired assassin, and then she's like, no, I'm genuinely invested in killing this guy because he's the reason my sister's dead. And you're just like, come on. Like, this story isn't public knowledge. Like, her sacrifice isn't public knowledge. Give me a break. Give me a break. I don't know. Well, it's, it, it's but to everyone else in the world, it's just a story. Nobody else no was, one was there. there. So Hawkeye could say whatever he wants. So the he, fact that somebody committed murder at, but. at the end of the uh, yeah. the end of the Black Widow movie when um, but uh, for her to not believe yeah. that her sister would sacrifice herself and like she says she knows her sister so well when like how many times did we see Natasha sacrifice herself for Yelena? Well, and she even you said, know, "No, my sister again, so. saved the world." Right. So right. it, but that was. I, I understand what you're saying. I I know grief is weird and like mm-hmm. all of that, so maybe that was part of it. But I don't know. It was just, yeah, could have been a little better to me. I, the fact that it, she just kept saying the same thing over and over again, and then all of a sudden at the very end, it's just like, oh, I accept it. Uh, I accept what you say. It's fine. Was like kind of meh. Um, I did cry during that scene, but I mean, as long as you thought it was, it was meh. No, it was. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm kidding, you know I'm what kidding. I'm saying. No, I didn't. Like, I it did. was good. It was beautiful that they had that moment, but like the fact that it was like literally saying the same thing over and over again. And then finally he says one thing and she's like, oh, I believe you. Okay. I'm like, really? You couldn't just sit down and talk with him to start? You have to like try to murder him the whole time? Okay. She's Russian. It's the most <laughs> Russian thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> So then um, the whole like auction scene in the basement was really cool, but the whole wine bottle selectively breaking and not breaking. Yeah. Um, like some were banging people against the head and they would pass out and others would smash like almost immediately on contact. So that whole thing was kind of like sci-fi science again. I just didn't just really Just when get we it. thought we were free of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just a couple of mine. Um, I feel like this series was too short. Um, yeah. I know these were almost hour long episodes. I know, I know the 
episode six was an hour long, but everything else was like 45 minutes, including um, the recap and the um, end credits. Um, I did want, so it's funny, this kind of goes off of Andrew's what if, but I kind of wanted a cameo from somebody else in this. Um, That's almost kind of like a testament to the show not being strong then, you know what I mean? <laughs> I never said no, it was I mean, I mean, so you just said you were just saying it wasn't long enough and you wanted more of it you know what i mean like <laughs> right because and then another episode could have been you know either i don't know a hulk or a door pops in there randomly i i wanted another character to show up not because i thought that the plot needed it whereas conversely i wanted another episode because i thought it could have helped the plot i just kind of i always like to see where the other characters are at any given point in time like what sure. they're up Agreed. to yeah. so i like a little sneak peek so me wanting a, a character, not necessarily for the plot. Me wanting an episode is kind of for the plot. Yeah, but, right. I mean, I think what they did in the time allotted was good, but I mean, like, could it have been better? Maybe. Mm-hmm. There's probably instances where it could have been, but. And my my only one, so I wanted Yana's reaction, realizing that she lost her sister. And I wanted to see her reaction to the moment where she realized that her sister sacrifice herself to save everybody you know just to see is she angry is she proud you wanted to see that initial reaction of her sister being gone not just fading to the next scene and she's like i have to find my sister and they're about to tell her it jumped too quick actually reminded me of like one of the last episodes of game of thrones Alyssa, when john Mm -hmm. stark is telling the sisters that he's a targaryen but then (laughs) we get no we get we don't get that story we don't get any reaction I think you meant Jon Snow, but yes. Jon Snow, Jon yeah. Snow, Snow He's not a bastard after all. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the few episodes I actually did see. And then me and my dad thought about it for a second and we're like, oh. <laughs> I actually, but, uh, while um, Alyssa and my wife were at this retreat last weekend, I watched only the last season of Game of Thrones. Because you hate know yourself. Why. Because <laughs> I, I got, sorry, it's true. No, it's true. I, I got I got all depressed because it's such a great story and it ended such so abruptly and it's such a horrible ending. That's so but funny. that's a, that's another podcast for another story that we need to have Michael on for because I know oh, he yes. he definitely we need feels, Michael on. Yes, he definitely feels the same. So for my worst, um, I I definitely wanted. Um, uh, I was kind of disappointed that Clint didn't get to fight Hawkeye as much as I liked, I loved the scene that we got between uh, Kate and Kingpin. Um, it would have been nice for them to fight because he he said, this is the guy I've been worried about this whole time. And I was, at that point, I was like, oh boy, they're going to fight. And, and they didn't. So I was like kind of a little miffed about that. But, you know, she did hold her own against him. So that was pretty cool. Um, I... I I definitely like agree with Wyatt about um, not getting more of a reaction from Yelena about her sister's death. Cause she's a great actress. Like, I definitely think that she would have nailed that. She, she nailed everything else um, that they put in front of her for Marvel. Um, so that would have been really cool to see. Um, and I was hoping for a little bit more of a reveal on that watch. Could I get texted you guys as the show was coming out? Um, I've never been more interested in oral X in my entire life. Yeah. I thought so, it was a really cool. It was detail, what they did was nice and like subtle. Google it. <laughs> yeah. It was nice and subtle. You know, it's, 
it was like, oh, you know, it just would have been nice if there was a little story with it, like a quick little flashback of, you know, something her earning that watch or like getting it with a promotion or getting it when she maybe retired or what, you know, something, something cool. Well, yeah. Um, And then shoot, I was just thinking about it. (laughs) Damn. Um, Damn it. I really had something to say and it's, it's gone now. Um, I didn't write. You're welcome. I, no, it's okay. I, I didn't write this one on my notes because I just thought about it like 10 minutes ago. Um, well, I mean, I guess that's all that I had. No, okay. um, I, so this is definitely not the best Disney Plus show, uh, Disney Plus Marvel series. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fairly certain that WandaVision is. That doesn't make WandaVision my favorite. I'm fully capable of recognizing that it's probably the best one. And I love that about it. There's many things I love about WandaVision that doesn't make it my favorite. This one might be my favorite. Really? Um, and it's not the best one. And I'm fully okay with saying that. If it's if it's not this How one, then work? it's Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's like Star Wars. You like something and it doesn't mean it's the best one. You A New I mean? Hope is amazing. It, right. Empire is considered the best one. It's not my favorite. Empire is in my top three or four That's usually. <laughs> Return of the Jedi or um, or Rogue One or um, Revenge yeah. of the Sith are usually yeah. my favorites, whether or not they're the best ones. It just happens to be that I like more of certain things in a show or movie, you know, kind of like kind of like that. Like mm-hmm. a perfect example of the last trilogy of Star Wars. The strongest movie they have, in my opinion, was the first one, um, yeah, The Force Awakens. The other two are very, the whole trilogy is very choppy. The other two are very choppy because they have vastly different directors. And yet I love scenes in each of those movies more than I love any individual scene in The Force Awakens. And I don't like, you know, I don't care for those two movies as much. It's a weird distinction you can recognize something's good and not love it still yep yep Um, absolutely so yeah while there were things that i wanted uh more um of in this show some of which i apparently can't remember from 45 (laughs) seconds ago um i still liked the show a lot what about you guys i liked it a lot absolutely I, i like i said earlier i don't think it's my favorite but it's definitely up there it was really good yeah, I, I liked it. I, I agree. Not my not my top show. I think my top show is probably low key. Currently, we all have different top shows, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, Makes absolutely tracks. All yeah. the other, all the shows are good. They haven't yeah, had I'm, a poor show or a weak show. In poor show, no. You think they've had a weak show? Yes. Was it this one? No. You think Falcon and Winter Soldier yeah. was weak? Damn, I, I think that was a weak <laughs> show. Awkward. Uh, okay. I, I think that's a weak show. I, I mean, I've said my beef with WandaVision mm. with the uh, practicing witchcraft. I mean, that, that didn't ruin it for me, but it was oh definitely my a God. factor. Oh, shut you up. Gotta unbrainwash <laughs> you to enjoy one fucking thing in your life. Get out of here. <laughs> somewhere, right, somewhere John is celebrating with me because he does every time I mention it. No, he's going, hey, I'm not brainwashed. That's what he's, that's what <laughs> yeah, he's doing. He <laughs> John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Uh, John. But anyway, so some good points, some bad ones, but we can discuss those <laughs> off of there. Okay. So let's move on to our final topic of alter ego. 
I forgot we um, have one more topic. <laughs> I thought we were did you, done. Did you do this one? I did, of course okay, I good. did. Good. Um, Andrew, I put you as grills. Nice. Okay. The <laughs> I, I wasn't sure whether I was waiting for a reaction. Um, always, <laughs> always accepting of anybody would give up his bet for an Avenger. Aww. Aww. Um, That's nice. Alyssa, I put you as Maya. Maya? Maya? Oh, interesting. Um, you, <laughs> my RBF? So, no. Oh. I, actually, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> About that. So, um, <laughs> so, Andrew's like, ha yes. <laughs> so. You don't have near the RBF. No, it's, it's mean, not that. It's, you guys haven't seen it, but it's there. So, like, I've spent more time around Alyssa than Andrew has. And mm-hmm. you could probably <laughs> agree with me, Andrew, sorry. that. That Alyssa speaks more through body language than it does through her voice. She is very um, vocal, but yes. she's more, but she's she's larger when she's speaking with her voice. Well, I'm sorry, with hands. her with her body. Stop Stop with she's, she's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican Italian. Yeah. Oh, so my hands behind my back, guys. You're in trouble. So obviously Maya doesn't have a voice. So mm-hmm. all she has is her sign language and just her 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 emotions. She double talks with her hands too. It's the sign language in her fists. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and her feet when she's kicking. Um, <laughs> and I put myself as Jack. Um, happy go lucky, loves to entertain, wants to, wants to sword fight, and just along for the ride. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All righty. I'll, uh, I'll go into mine. Um, so, Alyssa, I had both uh, Maya and Kate. Ooh, interesting. Um, because of your determination, your intelligence, and your will, oh um, I have no doubt Dang. that if you were <laughs> impaired somehow, I don't think that would stop you from um, achieving your goal. And if you, like Kate, if you put your mind to something, you could definitely, you know, self-teach yourself anything. That's um, so nice. And if a likable assassin broke into your house and made themselves at home and started cooking, I think he would handle it pretty well, <laughs> just like she did. Um I would like to think I would handle it well too, but I, you know, you never know. I don't always Mm -hmm. handle things well. Um, Wyatt, I actually had as, um, I didn't write the guy's name because I couldn't remember, but it was, you said it, it was Grills. That was his name. Yeah. 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 Um, Because you go out of your way to do things for people. Um, It wasn't, he was, he was the one who helped make the costumes too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, especially in a field that you are, knowledgeable in and capable in you are uh likely and have helped people out in the past and been very willing to do so mm-hmm. um for myself i picked uh clint um possibly not for the reasons you guys would expect um specifically like You're great and- at archery no that it? <laughs> I, I wish i wish i was great at archery that would be awesome burn um, roasted <laughs> that was really funny oh my yeah, gosh you got me um I'm secretly the green arrow of Sorrento, Florida. Um, So specifically the scenes where Kate is asking Clint all kinds of questions like, are we going to go to the Avengers compound? And everyone's like, oh yeah, go to the Avengers compound. And he's like, no, Tony sold that a couple of years ago. And people, so you guys are always asking me a bunch of like Marvel and Star Wars questions. And I'm like just answering them just like nonchalantly. Yep. Um, Every day. Also over the past four years, um, uh, I've had I've had anxiety a lot longer than the last four years, 
Um, but for the last three or four years, I have had to leave social engagements early. Um, like Clint did at the, um, obviously his was PTSD wise. Um, but I've had to leave, um, social engagements early, not so the last six months have been better, but so I can understand like anxiety getting to him like that. Um, and also people regularly think that me and my female, any of my female friends are dating. Uh, that is a quite often thing. Uh, people for a while thought like Tori and I were dating on and off over the course of our entire friendship. Um, and I, I also would have like a small little, uh, like there, like him and Natasha's bond was like a whistle. Well, well her, it was, he would know that bond between her sister. And that's, uh, people you, that's something I would know. That was a cool detail. That's cool that you brought that up. Absolutely. Uh, I was laughing because I have literally everything that Andrew just said. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I had white as grills protector of the community slash helper and dog sitter by day yeah. and cosplayer on the weekends. Oh, bro, we need to cosplay. Oh, I wish when <laughs> I have, when I, when I get more free time this year, we'll, Eventually. we're going to. We're, we're finding a join the 501st right oh yeah absolutely <laughs> anyway, i will help sorry, you sew and paint things <laughs> please because i'm not artistic um and andrew i said clint i said relentless adamant about keeping promises and i said a good teacher and is more patient than the three of us together combined you're the most patient <laughs> of all of us that's really bad <laughs> thank you i appreciate it <laughs> and for me, I agree. I said Kate Bishop for mine. Um, I definitely resonate very much with her whole overachiever mentality. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm working on at therapy currently um, about like how you have to be perfect for yourself and your family and like other people and like please everybody almost, you know what I mean? Because like her motivation wasn't that, but mm-hmm. coming from a really wealthy family with like a really high reputation and then having her father pass away and her Mm. wanting to make him proud and make her mother proud and for her to make herself proud and make Clint proud and be a superhero. She had all these external motivators driving her to do what she did. And uh, I can definitely relate to a lot of that and that feeling and kind of like that you know, outside looking in, you would think that she's this like spoiled heiress and like, yeah, she has a closet full of really nice clothes and she can have a driver take her places and whatever. And like outside looking in, I went to private school. You would think like my parents have all kinds of money and then you would come to our house and then you'd be like, oh, well, just kidding. No, they don't. (laughs) uh, Disclosure, (laughs) just because you go to private school doesn't mean your parents have money. As uh, when I grew up, we had no money. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. You're agreeing with me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, um, it's funny because like you would, you would think that knowing only a handful of characteristics when people meet me, like if it's in a work setting, oh, and you're making small talk at an event. Oh, where'd you go to high school? Oh, I went to St. Catholic. And they're like, oh, okay. And then, they're like, oh, and you then, got it like that. And I have a Kate Spade <laughs> purse that was like a gift. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? So it's uh, very easy for people to have a certain perception of you. And then mm-hmm. in reality, I'm literally sitting here in like friends' pajama pants in my Star Wars themed home office in my townhouse i'm wearing the same t-shirts i've had for the last seven years from various <laughs> comic cons 
I literally have a drawer full of old t-shirts that I can't get rid of. So exactly. yeah, it's, it's funny. Cause she, I feel like she struggles with that too, that she has that like rich girl, girl taste at certain points and she likes nice things and she dresses nice and whatever, but she's also like rebelling against those expectations. And like her mom says, Oh, wear this to the event. And she shows up in a cater waiter outfit. You know fantastic. what I mean? And she like goes against the grain and does her own thing, which I'm getting better at doing now. So Definitely uh, resonate with her very, very well. Well, we are defined by what we do, not by nice words. We're also defined by our listeners because that's the whole reason why we do this. <laughs> we love wow, you guys. Nice. Anyway, that is how we are ending tonight. And I believe that's also how we're ending Marvel right now. For the time being. Yep. For the time being, as we sidestep back into Star Wars. Sidestep back. <laughs> this is like a dance routine now. Two yeah. steps forward, one step back. We're, uh, Sorry. Square oh dancing with different um, Square dancing. <laughs> so join us next time where we um, deep dive and jump back into Star Wars with Book of Boba Fett. Oh, we'll oh. see you then. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram as at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Ask the Avengers. This is Spectre Radio signing off.